Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We are all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. Hi everyone, I'm absolutely buzzing to have Ricky Lear join me today. Ricky is an absolute superstar and I've been introduced to him recently as a franchise owner. So he has two Vodafone stores uh, based down near Kent and during lockdown when he was unable to trade he also got itchy feet and created another franchise business called Freight Finders. Absolutely fantastic guy, Ricky's really really super intelligent. So please do enjoy this episode and catch you soon. Brilliant. Red light is rolling. Um, hello, everyone, and thank you for listening today. I've got Ricky Lear joining me, and I'm super buzzing to have him joining me today. Um, Ricky and I were introduced recently by a lovely lady at HSBC Bank. Um, as some listeners will know, Flagship are starting to explore the franchising world, and um, and I've been introduced to Ricky as part of that. So, um, Ricky, are you able to just sort of introduce yourself to the listeners, please? Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, so my name is Ricky Lear. Um, I'm uh, old uh, now. I'm feeling a lot older. 40 years old, 40 years young, should I say. And um, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur, um, you know, predominantly brought up in the retail background. So I've got 20 years in, in mobile phone retail in particular. Um, I've got two Vodafone franchise stores, and that's given me the platform to do other things, um, which I'm sure we can explore at some point in the podcast. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what got me started. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's, uh, I appreciate that. So, well, let's, there's no time like the present. So let's explore those a little bit. So at the moment you've got, um, so how many mobile franchise stores at the moment? So I have two Vodafone sites, two stores in one in Chatham and one in in Gillingham in Hempstead Valley. Uh, We've been going for two and a half years now uh, and going strong, managed to do very, very well out of those. We've got a really good group of people in there, 15 members of staff. So it's conventional retail and and, uh, I don't think anyone would know when they walk into a Vodafone store, whether it's a a franchise store or not. But I think that's part of the beauty of it, really. You know, it, it will look and feel different because we'll put a different type of energy into it. We'll do different things. We can be a little bit more hands-on and a little bit more experiential. But what it looks and feels like for most customers would be the same as, as any Vodafone store they walk into. Got you. And that's, um, th- th- there's a couple of things that sort of come off the back of that. And you can take this sort of where you like, Ricky, really. But one of them would be around sort of what the impact of COVID has had. And then and then the second is around, you obviously invested in the high street. And, um, you know, I've got friends of mine that are invested in the high street as well. And, you know, what what's your feeling on the experience side of that and and, and what the high street looks like as we move forward? You have to be invested in the community, uh, because if you don't invest yourself in the community, you'll get no buy-in. And I think that's where partner agents, franchise owners of, of you know, particularly in mobile phone retail, where it's probably more important now than ever 
to have that level of digital communication, to be connecting people, to be bringing people closer together remotely where they can't see each other face to face. You know, Zoom have done very well out of, uh, um, you know, out of the situation over the last six to nine months. But I think mobile phone retail has had the same struggles as any other retail environment has. So, you know, it's important to latch onto that, to build yourself closer into the community links and, uh, and also to go and work with local charities. And, and that's how I see myself. You know, I employ people to do the day-to-day job, so I expect them to do their job professionally. But for me, my opportunity is to go and build those links, is to go and speak to people and, uh, and, and let people know that actually there's a closer form of contact now for what would ultimately seem maybe two or three years ago as a faceless brand. Uh, you know, it's not a large corporate brand anymore. That's not how Vodafone want to be seen. They want to be seen as building those integral links into the into the local community. So that's what we try to do. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. Um, and 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 sort of what sort of impact have you seen with with COVID so far, and and how are you managing that expectation at the moment? Yeah, it's been a challenge. Um, so we have uh, Vodafone have been very supportive in in terms of how they look after their franchise owners. They've given us web chat operation which means that we can work remotely. We can continue to connect people, resolve people's issues, you know, help and support essentially, but also still sell and make money and, and profit and try to thrive in this environment. But yeah, retail comes with its own challenges uh, and obvious physical challenges. So when people walk into our stores now, it will look and feel, I think potentially a little bit intimidating if people are walking into any stores now, they see the, the hand sanitizers, they see Citrox sprays going in people deep cleaning. They, you know, the place is probably cleaner than ever. Um, I'm probably safer in my stores than I am at home. Um, you know, I've got a five-year-old, so that's definitely the case. Uh, you know, so yeah, at, at least I'm not getting drawn on uh, in my stores. But they're um, they're very, very safe environments, and the support infrastructure that, that's been provided to us as partner agents to be able to facilitate um, continuing to trade in difficult situations and difficult conditions has been very, very good so far. So, yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. And and you know what, listeners, we've got a real treat for you as well with Ricky's half dozen things, because uh, I know I'm really looking forward to them. So the first one's get physical. The second is trust yourself. The third is like Elsa says, let it go, which I think is uh, probably a little bit of the five year old daughter thing going on there. Um, <laughs> and the fourth is CDO. Um, which I was like, what's that? So all will be revealed by section four, what CDO means. Um, the fifth is your circle of honesty. And and sixth, the half dozen thing is do something that scares you every day. So um, really looking forward to chatting these through with you, Ricky. So let's kick it off with the first one, which is around getting physical. What does that mean? Yeah, for you? I grew up around sport. Um, I used to play high-level sport. I've, I've played and coached for, for Great Britain for American football. Um, we've, I play all the normal sports, you know, but I would, everything that was competitive, I was interested in when I was a kid. So I was, your, I was your classic kicking a football round in the back garden kind of boy. Grew up that way and, and, it, and well, never really grew up to be fair. Um, <laughs> but getting physical was more about my, how it impacted on my mental state. You know, when we went into lockdown, um, some people were like you know, the workouts with Joe and those kind of things. They were brilliant for people's mental well-being, And mm. I think it's really important to, uh, we let the physical thing go when we're in our stress area, when we're when we're worried about things, when we're you know concentrating on the things that potentially we can't control. We take ourselves inward into the, into that world where we forget about our physical environment. And I think it's just really important to do some training and re- release some dolphins, as my daughter likes to call them. Um, <laughs> and 
and just feel good about yourself. And I, and I think that the physical side of it is uh, is just as important as looking after your, your mental well being these days. So and and they you know they go hand in hand. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, the, the get physical thing for me was really about. Uh, and I was particularly thinking about lockdown when you asked me about my six areas. It made me think, you know, how did I get through that? How did I get through the, uh, you know, through the early stages of this pandemic? At three o'clock every day, me and the missus hit workout, uh, and that was our time. And I, I then was able to put things down. It got me away from my thoughts um, and all of the stresses and the anxiety that I had. It allowed me to take myself away from that for at least half an hour or 45 minutes and allow you to allow yourself to regroup essentially yeah absolutely did you find during lockdown so one, one of the things that i had a real challenge with was there was like this work-life continuum where you've been locked down you don't really know how long we're going to be like that for and um as a business owner it's like it seems strange doesn't it because the business will have been locked down but and I'm sure as much as you were the same as I was, it meant that I got to work on the business and it yeah. meant that I was working and, and it was almost like there was no end to it. It was just like you could have just infinitely yeah. tweaked and, and done stuff. Was that similar for yourself? Yeah. People talk about work-life balance all the time, don't they? And that's hard because the last thing you want to do is wrap yourself up in this world of work. Um, because you can work, it doesn't mean that you should. Um, and I, it is important to recharge your batteries and you know i suppose having having a good work ethic is one thing but knowing when to put the laptop down knowing when to put the phone down knowing when to be in the moment and be in the room mm. is really important you know i i facilitate anti-social behavior essentially because i work in the mobile phone industry where i'm peddling social social content social media we're talking about you know facebook and instagram and everything all the time but also we have a duty of care uh, in that environment to teach people how to put it down mm. to have that balance to to not listen to the i don't know whether you've got your phone set on vibrate or whether you get little messages and little notifications to just let that go switch it off turn your phone on silent be in the room for an hour um and yeah the work-life balance thing is very very important it, mm. so you know I, I found myself in the first couple of weeks working 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 because like to your first point we didn't know when it was going to end Mm. so you and that's the biggest fear for most business owners how long is this going to drag on for before i can start to get back to what i'm what i'm good at doing and what i know i'm doing it's, yeah it's hard it's hard isn't it but when you when we start to come towards the end of that process and you know that you can get back to it all of a sudden a lot of that anxiety goes away but in the early stages like march april time no one knew how long this was going to last so that, that pressure was there, I can imagine, for a lot of business owners. But learning to and teaching yourself to put things down, in my eyes, is really important. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and and the physical element of that is is so important because it the the two are intrinsically linked, mental health and physical health. So so intrinsically linked. And I, uh, you know, I try and exercise as much as I can every day. In fact, actually, we're we're interviewing on a Wednesday. We're discussing today on a Wednesday, and Wednesday tends to be my rest day. I'll do a couple of days Monday, Tuesday, have a rest day Wednesday, and then do Thursday, Friday, um, and then crack on through the weekend. Um, it's because I tend to train in the morning. I have like a set time, um, and I'll, I'll go for like a five kilometer run and do some weights as well. Um, so, and I love it. It keeps me balanced. And even on a Wednesday, on a rest day, I feel a bit agitated. I kind of look at my watch and I'm like, I've only done like a thousand steps. I need to get up and move around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what, what sort of, stuff, what sort of yeah. training do you do, Ricky? What, what sort of thing do you enjoy doing? 
any, like any plyometric work, your cardio weights, that kind of thing. Um, but I think it's important to keep your body guessing. So doing different things, you know, I'll, it's, it's hard when you go to the gym, isn't it? Because you go, you naturally go into the routine that you always do. So to keep doing the same exercises, the same routines, it might be weights, it might be, you know, classes. If you keep doing the same things, your body gets used to it. So for me, I try and do something different every week. So I'll have my set routines. Monday, Wednesday, Friday is where I'll do the normal, you know, you might have a leg day, you might have a you know, arm day, whatever. But if you then go and do something once in that week that's different that you don't normally do, it could even be a Zumba class or something, I don't know, whatever you want to do, that's something different that you wouldn't normally do, do it because it, well, A, it takes you out of your comfort zone um, and B, it will give you a different type of workout that your body won't be used to and that will shock your body and that's a good thing it's a good shock yeah. um but yeah i suppose mixing it up and a little bit of variety in your in your in your workouts is important definitely yeah i'm um jason i i really uh, it's not long since i read an article uh, an interview with jason statham who um obviously is a physical physically is a bit of a god uh yeah people know him from certain movies and his uh, his attitude to training obviously he's a martial arts expert as well um, but his attitude to training is that you actually 40 minutes of real high intensity workout. But what he said was that you just mix it up all the time. So all the time you, you shock in your body, 40 yeah. minutes of just shock, um, yeah. and, and, and really, really intense workout and making sure that you keep it mixed up and shaking it up. So your body isn't used to what you're doing. Yeah. I've started doing those uh, cold plunge pools. They're horrible. And I hate doing them, but I feel alive when I come out of them. Yeah, they, yeah. I think that I think it's seven minutes, isn't it? You're supposed to do so. You get do the cold plunge pool afterwards for seven minutes, and uh, um, I, I don't know the science behind it, but I think it, it probably does something with your lactic acid. Um, I love it. And yeah. Yeah. So I I go and chuck myself in the cold pool for I'd say seven minutes. I'd be lying if I said seven minutes. It's probably more like two and a half, and then I get out. Um, <laughs> Who, who's yeah. timing, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and you could you couldn't do that in lockdown could you so actually you know we would we'd get caught in the same routine now it's quite nice the gym, I'm going back to the gyms i don't know if, any, if you've gone back to the gym recently but um does feel so much safer mm. um but i won't sacrifice that for anything because um generally i find when i talk to other partners and other people that have, that have done well with their businesses they all have the same routines and it's always in the mornings. Like you said, you do your, your morning workout because when you, it's, it's when everything's reset again. So you feel most alive mm. and you feel ready to go again. Um, and you haven't been worn down by the pressures of the day. Uh, so you can go with a fresh mentality. And that's normally when I try and pick off the big things that I've got to do on my list as well. Start with the big rocks and you know, do, potentially try and get out, get all the things that I don't necessarily want to do mm. out of the way first and jumping in that plunge pool is probably one of them yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah do, doing all the horrible stuff first uh yeah. get, gets it out of the way and then and then it's a downhill day from there definitely yeah Mag, maggie my wife thinks i'm mental because i i don't do a plunge pool but i do a, a ice cold shower so i'll get in the shower i'll wash nice. and everything normal temperature and then just before i get out i flick it into freezing um yeah. and uh, and i'll sit in it definitely not seven minutes probably a couple of minutes <laughs> i'm gonna try Indeed. seven though. i'm gonna time myself i'm gonna try and do seven in it um it's probably a waste of water but um... yeah seven minute cold shower is probably very different to a plunge pool but yeah good luck to you um, you get on with that so yeah but uh yeah no it's all good fun and it's interesting what you said there about the productivity element as well because i'm i'm very much so i have like a set routine in the morning 
literally I, I i swallow my frogs first i don't know if anyone's read the book before but you know you yeah. get, get the frogs out of the way like eat my frogs then i go training and then i crack on with the day um and uh, and that that's kind of how i tend to do things because I, I get my coffees out of the yeah. way get loaded up on caffeine and then i'm off <laughs> yeah 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 i do you know what i i through all of this uh, i say you know you've got to look after your body and the physical well-being my diet is the worst um so i don't necessarily put into my body what i should be yeah. uh if i if i could choose between a spiced pumpkin latte or a, or a glass of water i know what i'd choose uh <laughs> should i choose it probably not um but yeah i, I suppose you've got to make yourself feel good about about it in some way haven't you yeah, yeah exactly so, yeah i'm i'm a nightmare for what i put in my mouth i'm i'm just yeah. starting to get a control of it i've got to that age where i used to be able to out exercise a poor diet and, uh, yeah. and i'm getting to the point yeah. where i can't anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i definitely hear that um real challenge. I, I, I think that yeah that's probably going to be my hardest challenge as well you know later on in life when uh, i either choose to take an apple out of the fridge or continue with that bar of chocolate it's a, it's a big, dile- big dilemma isn't it you've got it to is, give yeah. yourself some you've got to give yourself some comforts though i think yeah that, that's absolutely true and um and, and i do enjoy some good food right let, yeah. let's move on to the second area which is around trusting yourself ricky tell, tell me a bit more about why that's important yeah, I think, you know, when I was younger, um, you know, I got into business, I was, I, I was probably an all-round quite naive person. I trust in people. I trusted in what people said said to me. I, I wouldn't necessarily um, do what a lot of people tell you to do now and go, go and question the source. I, I'd just take people on face value. Um, but also wouldn't necessarily trust my gut feeling. And, and what I've learned to do over the last few years is to, is to trust my gut feeling. You're and I would say this to everyone else as well, you're probably right in in your gut feeling, you know in that moment what the right answer is. Whether you choose to override it with whatever's going on in your mind is another thing. You know, only you know your limitations, only you know your potential. And so then it's for no one else to tell you what, you're capable of doing and what you should be doing i think you know learning to live with your own decisions and learning to trust your gut is absolutely paramount if you're going to do well if you if you want to be successful and when they align when when your gut and your your thought processes align well that's when you've got to act um but i I never act on impulse i always i'm quite considered and i'll always have a think about you know what it is i want to say what it is I want to do, um, you know. We used to, every now and again, I want to send that snooty email back to someone. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'll probably type it out and then I'll just leave it uh, for a little bit and I'll consider. You know, do I really need to send this? Is it really something I want to be pushing out into the world, or do I want to? Actually, maybe I do. You know, twenty-four hours later, maybe I do. Um, but I think it's always good to be considered and just trust your gut because it, it is always right. Mm, yeah. No, it's. Um... That's really, really interesting, actually, listening to you, because I, I see a lot of similarities and um, whether that's an entrepreneurial thing or not, I, I, I don't know, but there's a lot of similarities. And I've written down on my pad, as you were talking about, inherent op- optimism. So yeah. I'm, I always class myself as inherently optimistic because I always expect like the best to happen, the best to occur. And I kind of believe in people to give their best or to be their best and to be honest and, and, and exactly like you said. Sometimes yeah. I get painfully burnt, painfully yeah. burnt by it. And, and you, the way you said that sounded similar that that had happened to you too. Yeah, 
Um, and, and I suppose you've got to take those lessons on and learn from them. You know, they say you either win or you learn, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and we, and I suppose a lot of what successful people do is failure, essentially, mm. you know, but they keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you keep pushing through those barriers and you keep you keep doing what you're doing because you believe in what you you know what the goal is or or at least what you think you want to happen so yeah I, I think I think trusting your own gut is important but it's okay to have those moments where you're burnt as long as you learn from them and as long as you go okay well Joe, I'm not going to do that again so and also this is probably a positive energy thing as well keeping good people around you is important I mm. learn I learned to to cut people out of my life that that are just inherently negative yeah i don't want that around me i don't tolerate it around me because and although a sense of realism is good negativity Mm -hmm. isn't so i I like those people that are realists and will tell me the truth Mm -hmm. and will tell me what's really on their mind um but then tell me the solution or then we can work towards a solution so what's the answer you know, I think most people, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it, to say, I don't want to know the problem, I want to know a solution. I actually want to know the problem, because I'm quite interested in what that problem is. Because you're going to have it again, if you don't, if you don't really listen to what that, what that problem is doing to your business, or, or how it's affecting you, um, then you'll make those mistakes again. So I think it's important to listen to that. But it's good to have good people around you. So over time, over the last four or five years or so, I've only kept people around me that uh, that will give me that energy. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's massively important. I um, and I do agree with you because I think it's a real difficult thing to find the the balance between realism and negativity, um, and and what that line line actually is. Because um, and, and and it made me reflect on a conversation I've had recently with a with a, a business friend where he took a very not negative but a realistic approach to a business acquisition I was looking at, but he was drawing on you know, if I would say that he's probably 10 years down the line from where I am and having had a similar size business acquisition and has lived that pain, uh, he was talking from a real place of knowledge of, Mm. I know where that is. And we were talking about essentially the capacity. So when you take more on, you realize that you actually only have so much capacity. And then once you hit that capacity, then certain things start to drop and other, other areas start to drop. Um, yeah. and, and, and you can't do everything amazingly all the time because you've only got so much capacity. And that was kind of the conversation. And I took that, that was a real, that was real feedback from someone that really knew what they were talking about and, and was sharing that experience. And I, I took that really well, but sometimes people, um, sometimes people can be really, uh, ne- on the other hand, be negative and unnecessarily mm. negative or almost like the, the, you can hear the fear and it's, and I think that's yeah. really the, the, the difference between realism and, and negativity is how much fear is driven what they're saying or the, the, the fear of the unknown um, yeah. rather, rather than based on sort of an experience. So, um, well, but two, yeah, it can hold you back. To that. There's two sides to that, isn't there? There's that, there's that fear of failure, which is what holds most people back. And then there's that, there's the, the, the kind of the other cliche of the fear of winning, um, mm. in the fear of doing well if I take this on I'll get too busy well I suppose that's all that's all inherent in your growth isn't it so mm. if you want to grow and you want to build you're going to get busy and that's great but the the bandwidth essentially your capacity of what you can cope with is going to be different in everyone and I don't uh, I, I think potentially what good entrepreneurs do is recognize when they're at their limit and then share that load 
yeah, put it. That's when that's when it's time to diversify or grow your FTE, bring people in to help take some of that load on, some of that burden. There are probably a lot of a lot of people out there that have that have got maybe 10, 15 businesses running concurrently. How they do that, I don't know, um, <laughs> but they probably do it because they've built um, a good infrastructure around them. A lot of people that are positive people, you know, realists. And I suppose the difference between negativity and realism is that the realists will highlight the negativity and then use it for positive purpose. Mm. Negative people will will absorb themselves into that negativity, surround mm. themselves by it, and not do anything with it. Yeah, um, love that. So I, yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably the di- that's where I see the difference being. That a real, it's okay to have a realist because a realist will tell you where the problems are, uh, and then they'll be part of the solution still. Yeah, definitely. And it, it helps you just sort of change that track. And I, I, essentially, I guess the difference is the inaction or the action. And it's the action off the mm. back of it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And th- there's a couple more things that I just wanted to probe on this. And I know I'm taking a little bit longer, but it, it was quite interesting. Um, with regards to trusting yourself, do you, um, it sounds like you've done a lot of personal development over, over time. And um, do you do a lot around visualization, meditation and that sort of thing? yeah i get told i'm a forward thinker all the time Uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing it's a good thing because i'm always thinking about okay what next what next i have to rein myself in but i am a bigger picture thinker and what that does is when you put yourself up in the clouds and you're thinking okay well what's the next thing that i'm going to do sometimes you don't always think about the intricacies of something so it's also about recognizing where your support structure is the right person to help you do the things that you don't naturally do well and fit in those pieces of the puzzle together. I know I'm not a detail guy. My, one of my strengths is ideology. I like to come up with the idea. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I am up in those clouds somewhere thinking about these things and what next and what happens in a year's time. And, you know, where do we want to go? And I like the vision part. So I need people around me and I actively look for people that, that can support me with the groundwork that can do the, the, the again, the realists that can say, that's not realistic. <laughs> you, you don't do that. Uh, maybe you want to consider doing this and then we can still reach the same goal. So it's important to have people around you that will ground you and give you the honest truth. And you, know, you also need those people, those visionaries around you that can, that can say, yeah, great idea. So you, you, need a bit of a, you need a bit of both. You need a blend of people around yeah. you, but you, it's important to tap into those traits uh, when you're trying to be successful because you cannot do it alone yeah awesome no i love love that love that trust yourself so that's fantastic right then so third area uh like elsa says let it go this is you know what you you asked me you asked me today um you thought about your six areas um and when my daughter was drawing on me and um dancing around in a elsa dress i thought yeah it's probably relevant isn't it uh let it yeah let it let it go again probably stems out of how what we've just what we're going through and what we've been through over the last six to nine months i would say and it's easier said than done don't hold on to negative emotion if you're going to hold on to it at least take it and use it for something positive and don't let it cloud your mind and don't let it cloud your judgment i'm always very consciously thinking about um, my thought processes how you know how do i feel in a moment and just recognizing it sometimes is enough because that takes me out of any potential you know, anxiety um, that I might be feeling. It takes me away from any, any negative emotion I might be feeling. And then I can channel it in mm. the right way. So yeah, the, the let it go bit is 
is to is is probably slightly inaccurate actually if you can't let it go that's okay hold on to it but use it positively let it fight let it let it burn uh, burn away uh, in the background uh, but make sure that you're using it for positive gain you know i i've suffered anxiety through the last few months like anyone has it's been a hard journey i didn't know when we locked down how i was going to get through this um because we weren't aware of web chat operation. We weren't aware of any support. We didn't know, we, we, as far as I was concerned in March, I was closing my shops and I was going to lose thousands. Uh, so it was easy. It would have been easy for me to focus on that thought process. God, I'm going to lose money, you know, and just sit and wallow in it. Or um, actually what I did was I used that energy and thought, well, well what can I do? Uh, and started a logistics company. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take that energy, take that momentum, uh, and put it into something else that I know potentially might be a little bit more COVID proof. So if COVID-20 comes about, I think we're in a better place in a year's time. So yeah, the diversification helped put clarity into my thought process over the last few months or so. Love that. That's, um, I think that's such a productive use of your time as well. And, and to, you know, where, where you've sought, where you've had some uncertainty to create, taken positive action to create your own certainty as well. So um, yeah. to, Tell, tell me a bit more about the logistics business and, and what, what that is, if that's okay, Ricky. Yeah, so I was, I was talking with um, a, a very good entrepreneur called Abhishek uh, Sachdeva. He's also got uh, Vodafone stores. He, we've supported each other throughout the last few years in Vodafone, and we will continue to do so. He's, he's one of these other uh, visionary people that will be, you know, he's a forward thinker, he'll be thinking ahead. He helped me. Uh, realize actually there's some opportunity in this and you've got to see the opportunity uh, where some might not you know when it gets difficult is is I suppose where it's a real test of your character and that's when you understand a little bit more about who you are he started out with accountancy firms went into uh, the franchise model with Shell and a few other companies um, and we talked about what a logistics business would look like uh, so our company is called Freight Finders. We decided that logistics is is a is pretty bomb proof. You know, I don't want to jinx it, but it's pretty bomb proof <laughs> in in this environment yep. uh, right now. And if anything, I think logistics there'll be more need for it because of our need to be a little bit more remote than we were before. Mm-hmm. And I hate that 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 new normal phrase. I really don't like that. <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as a new normal. We just adapt, don't we? Um, and how we've adapted is to is to discuss it. He went off and bought the software, said, right, um, I'm a franchisor. Do you want to get involved? I said, yes, please. I took a territory in Medway. So I've got all the ME postcodes. Um, and we decided that um, we were going to make use of that anxiety and that energy and, and turn it into something productive. That's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I think I think you're right, you know, flagship we've got a grounding our our clients are in the transport sector and they're the ones that that kept us going so transport logistics as long as there's people and as long as there's people in the uk and they're buying stuff yeah you know and they're they're, they're consuming then then there's got to be there's got to be the infrastructure to be able to support that hasn't there well, hands up if you haven't bought anything from Amazon in the last week or so. Yeah, you know, exactly. that it's, it's relentless, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, I'll probably sit down with a um, with a very small uh, Jack Daniels and Coke at various stages throughout my week, uh, and I'll be browsing like anyone else browses, and I'll oh, that's interesting, a a Baby Yoda Christmas jumper. Yeah, of course I need that. 
yeah, that's essential, isn't it? That's essential purchase. Yeah, exactly. It's essential purchasing. Uh, you know, I, I buy things I really don't need to buy, but that's the power of Amazon, and they do it so well. So you know, we're we're never going to be be competing with those guys, uh, and that's not where we want to position ourselves in the market. But the freight industry and the parcel industry is is has become more relevant now. You know, it was always relevant, but now it's become even more so. No, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, fantastic. And I think um, I love I love how you've used sort of the where where it's sort of challenged mental health, which which we've all faced, you know, regardless of to to what extent. But it's challenged all of us. But it's that kind of positive action which which helps us find the balance again and helps mm. us, you know, essentially take back control, um, which which I think is amazing. And that and 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 men's mental health as well. You know that for me, that's a really important subject for me because um, I, growing up around that sport culture and particularly in sports, high level sports, you're told it's very much a suck it up mentality. Let's move on. Let's crack on. You know, man up. Yeah, we 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 hear that a lot. And that's not okay. No. You know, that, that mentality is not okay anymore. Uh, so I think we just maybe need to spend a little bit more time listening over, over the last six months or so. It's certainly what I've tried to do. Um, it's just, just to listen. I picked up calls with my staff daily mm. and just to see how they're feeling, what their thoughts are. We topped them up during the process. So they were, they were fully paid. And when they came back, they appreciated it. And they were ready to go. Um, and I have a really engaged, uh, very well-trained team now across both my stores. They're, they're, they're a credit, really. They're phenomenal. Uh, and their mentality is, uh, has been the same. I've, I've, surra- I've been lucky enough to surround myself with enough people that think the way that I do is that I just challenge it, channel it into, into positive action. Um, but, yeah, to say that it's, it's okay not to be okay is... It's kind of how I feel about it, you know. I think we should be spending a little bit more time listening to people. Yeah, definitely. I think um, that that it's so important to just stop and listen and to take stock of of what people are really trying to say, and um, and and also sort of try and tap into and ask questions because talking like just sort of unloading makes a massive difference as well. Um, yeah. it, you know, it, it does to me when when I get to have that sort of proactive conversation and to make it to make it okay and to make it normal and, and realize a lot of it is like people realizing that actually how they feel is normal, you know, that, that, yeah. that it's actually abnormal to not be, you know, to be a hundred percent all the time. Um, you know, that, that, yeah, that's, that's more abnormal, <laughs> you know, that, and that, that's the paradox yeah. really is that, you know, we're, we're all struggling we, to what extent, you know, we're all struggling and, and to actually just like really make time for great quality conversations like we're having now can be so, so powerful and, and rebuild that unity, um, you know, and, and sort of unify us together. And, you know, it just means that by opening yourself up and, and I implore anyone who's listening to open yourself up, to be open, to have those conversations, people then feel like they're, it's okay to have those conversations with you as well um and yeah. I, I love that i love when people will come to me and have a conversation because a lot of the time that that can just make such a difference when the stress you know stress is one thing and we have a little bit of stress and we put our body under stress when we go to the gym or whatever it may be and that's good but chronic stress over time like we'll often face as business owners um mm. you know over time that can really compound and can be a real real challenge and I think, people do uh, people do crazy things to themselves and those around them when when they don't feel like they can share 
you know, what they're going through. And it's really, really important right now for everyone to have someone to mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, I say men's mental health. But I think that's just because it is, I'm from a, it's a very male dominated environment, phone retail, mm-hmm. always has yeah, been. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know why, because I would say that actually women are stronger sellers. You know, women can talk to women, women can talk to men. Uh, they're, they're better with their, their nonverbal communication. They're, emp- they're you know, in most cases, they're empathic. Um, you know, they, they listen. So, but, but still, it's a, male, it's a male-dominated environment. We don't share uh, what's on our minds. Men don't. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, I see it every day. We just accept what's going on, take it inward, um, and then try and move on. So there's, yeah, I think everyone, you're right. Everyone's got something going on in their mind. Everyone's got something going on and it doesn't matter what they portray, how they, you know, what, how they like to be perceived, how you see them. It's really about how they feel. Uh, And just asking a question sometimes, how are you uh, is enough. You know, how, how are you? I don't want anything from you. How are you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, And I think, I think often like, Sometimes, like you say, like ask it twice as well. I think sometimes that's yeah. a really good strategy as well because, like, you have kind of like the surface. Oh, how are you? And um, you know, it's like you give the stock response, like, yeah, really busy. You know, we always have that. Yeah, yeah really busy. Yeah, really good. Everything's quite fine. And then it's like, no, how are you really? And it's like it sort of just peels that layer away and go, no, do you know what? I actually want to know that everything's all right. And you know, is there anything I can do? Do you want to chat about anything? You know, it's a defense mechanism, isn't it? It's just it, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, everything's good, because actually I can't be asked to unload that emotion. Um, I'd rather <laughs> just say, yeah, it's all good, really busy, and we've got loads going on, and thanks very much. It's easy to say that, exactly. Uh, yeah. Just just to get that person off your case, <laughs> you know, because you yeah. what you what you want to say is, I really don't want to get, I don't want to open this line of questioning up, please. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, right, exactly. But, but sometimes I think, and there are there there are moments for it, aren't there? Yeah, so I suppose you've just got to pick your moments to say, you know what, now now I need to, uh, now I need to face into it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it, and it might be that you just share your day with someone uh, and just offload it and get it off your chest, like you said. Uh, or yeah. it might be that it might it might be more. Yeah. Uh, but the first part of that is recognizing it. Yeah, definitely, and it's so it's so powerful, isn't it? So, um, right, okay. So, Ricky, tell tell me a bit about the CDO. <laughs> um, so you get a lot of people these days, don't you? Say, oh, it's my OCD. <laughs> um, I put it in all. I put it in in chronological. It um, sorry in, in alphabetical order because that's the way it should be, right? C D O. So <laughs> it's it's my it's my obsessive compulsive disorder. I am the guy that um, if I walk past the plug point, there's no plug in it, but the plug switch is on. I've got to turn it off. Uh, I, I do genuinely have a problem. Uh, so and I do. I, you know, my my missus will definitely be testament to that and she says you know you sometimes you, i have to do the, i have to do the washing up immediately that's something i do i can't if we've had a, if we've cooked a meal the washing up gets done there and then yeah because, because it can't sit there for two hours it just can't it's not allowed to be yeah. sat on that surface unclean for two hours so yeah i i do it, it's okay to be obsessive i suppose is my point and it's okay to be you know, to kind of bury yourself in that obsession as long as you can do point one of what I said which is take yourself away and do something physical or do something that gets yourself out of that state of mind um, and keep that balance so I'm when I'm in it I'm obsessive about it uh, but then I'm fully conscious that at some stage during that day I've got to take myself away there's been days where I've sat for eight hours and had phone calls and done stuff and forgot breakfast and lunch yeah I suppose that every obsessive 
character does the same. Anyone that's a business owner that has to make their business work will think the same. You just just get on and do and fit stuff around those actions. Uh, when actually, sometimes it's better to take a break. I don't always practice what I preach. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the CDO bit is relevant to me because I am, you know, I, I do like to bury myself in what I'm doing and I am very obsessive about what I do. Um, mm. But I don't, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. I think, I think you need to be, I think you need to be obsessive because you, it's about that drive, isn't it? It's the drive for excellence. It's the drive yeah. for achievement. It's the drive for achieving your goals. Um, and, and it's the obsessiveness of about setting goals and trying to achieve them. And, you know, I, yeah. I was speaking recently to, um, Neville Wright, who who was on the podcast, and um, he he talks about a goal within a goal. So like he'd set a goal, and then and then he'd like try and double down. So there'd be a goal within that goal. So he'd set like finishing a certain project by a certain point, and then achieving another goal within that time. And yeah. um, you know you, you can just see the obsessiveness about excellence. You know you, you look at football. Going back to sports, you know there's this, the obsessiveness about you know the one percent rule and improvement and what have you. So. I think I think it's I think you're absolutely right to embrace it, um, but then it, it it's the 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 contrast or the flip side of it is to have have the balance to be able to turn it off, and that's that's the toughest thing, isn't it? Yeah, but I think with that, with um, you know, with that obsessive characteristic, you can do so much with it if if you're conscious of it, if you're aware of it then you know, once you're busy, you're busy and that's great. And you chunk down into those areas. Now, so you've got a goal and break that goal down into however many other mini goals that you want. But as long as you could, if you write it down and there's a structure and there's a plan, you know, it, my, one of my old bosses used to say, begin with the end in mind. It's probably a Gandhi quote, I think potentially, but it, um, it used to come up with loads of weird and wonderful. It was all about the quote. And that was the one that stuck with me, though, because I thought, yeah, actually, you're right. You know, if you don't, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or am I just yeah. floating around aimlessly or do I have a plan? Once you've written that plan down, once you've put it in, in paper or once you've put it out there that this is what I want to achieve and you've broken those those um, those ultimate goals down into into very achievable actions, then you can step away from it. You can break. You can go and have your lunch. Obviously, the obsessive nature kicks in sometimes and stops you doing that because you've got to finish that task. Mm. You've got to finish that, um, that thing that you're doing. Uh, and, and I think that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm okay with, if you're that, if you're that obsessed with what you're doing and you're into it, it's okay to just crack on and do it, but you have to allow yourself at some point that, that respite. Yeah. Um, so I think everything is just about your conscious awareness of where you're going and where you're heading and, and just be really, um, really clear with your vision. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I think clarity, clarity is so important, isn't it? And and the plan around and the clearness of, of what, what you're going to do and when. So, yeah, no, all, awesome. And um, so the fifth area is around your circle of honesty. What, what does that mean, Ricky? This, the circle of trust is important. Having people around you is important, but I don't think it's as important as having a circle of honesty where, uh, I'll give you an example. I, I Sometimes I'll ring the person that I know will give me the answer that I want to hear. And is that a good thing? Probably not. So I, I, I stress that it's important to have a circle of honesty around you. People that you know, you can pick the phone up to and they'll tell you if it's a crap idea. They'll tell you if it, do you know what? No, <laughs> just, just no. Don't do it. But have you thought about this? It's, it's good to, to get people's perspective on it and talk to people that don't have your mindset and have a different perspective on things and have a different way of thinking and just sense check what you're doing. 
not because you, you'll adapt and you'll go actually your way is the right way but actually what it makes you do is reflect um, and then those things that gut feeling that I was talking about earlier where you think you really think about actually is this the right direction to take this particular activity into or or should I really listen to that advice and do it a different way again coming back to clarity you then get that and then you can decide where you want to go but if you don't ask questions and if you don't try and prove it uh, and make sure that you actually um you know test your theories and test your processes and test your practices and test your products and test your services um you know without doing any of that you're doomed to failure definitely sorry i was, I was just on mute then because uh i've had someone <laughs> i've had someone come in the room and i'm trying to trying to balance out not ruining the recording so um but yeah no you're you're 100 right and i think it's so important to have that feedback loop from people of people you trust and you are right there there are people i know that i'll ring and they're real go for it positive think like i yeah. do yeah go do it and 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 sometimes sometimes you do just need some on it some real honest feedback and I'm quite fortunate actually because Maggie, Maggie, my wife, she she really does manage to keep me grounded. Sometimes she'll really cut me down, um, and uh, often the the thing that I makes hear me... that I definitely hear <laughs> she, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's savage. She she can be the most savage of of anyone. Um, you know, it's um, but, but that's good that's, because it sounds like good. you're also up there in those clouds. Yeah, um, and that's why you know it's probably conscious conscious you know it's a conscious thing isn't it that you 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 want to be around that person and and you've chosen that person to share your life with because uh, that person grounds you i get that from jess from from my missus Um, she can be particularly brutal but that's okay because i sometimes need that yes Uh, you know and and, um you know whereas sometimes i get that answer i don't want to hear i'll Mm -hmm. then sit and reflect on it and go yeah you're probably right yeah, uh, I, I do probably need to look at this from a different point of view. Definitely, uh, and yeah. you're going to do it. So yeah, it's, I think it, it's nice to have people around you at your level that can give you that energy and that motivation. Be brave. Go and go. And, you know, do, do you know what? Just chuck yourself in. See how things unravel. See how things unfold. Yeah, and and um, and don't be afraid to chuck yourself into something and be brave. But on the flip side of that, it's also good to have someone that will go. Have you thought about the consequences? Yeah. <laughs> you need that balance. Yeah. It's important to have that balance. Yeah, never never has it been truer having the angel and demon on each shoulder, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, yeah, I to- yeah. totally agree. Totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. so important. Um, and the, the half dozen areas around doing something that scares you every day. So, um, what does that mean for you? And 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 what, what's uh, why is that so important? So my my saying, I've put it all over my back office areas in the in the Vodafone stores, um, is that uh, a comfort zone is a wonderful place, but nothing ever grows there. Love it. Uh, and you, I think you have to do things that test you, um, and you you have to learn something about yourself. You have to learn something about what you do, uh, or the business you're in every day. What's the point? You know, we're mm. here to learn, we're here to develop, we're here to share experiences, we're here for each other. And again, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it's good to keep positive people around you. And I will try to only do that if I can. Mm. Um, uh, you know, and I want that positivity around me. But they do, the, the other successful people that I've got around me do the same things as well. You know, they test themselves, they scare themselves, they take themselves out of that comfort zone because that's mm. all part of their personal growth. So don't be afraid to jump in is my is my main message i think of the day don't yeah. if you if you if you trust your gut and you want to do something do it yeah you know and and if it doesn't work out you've learned something yeah and if you and if it works you've learned something 
Yeah. So either way, it's a win-win. But yeah, I suppose exactly. it comes back to me being that, that positive person is that, you know, I'll, I'll always try and see the positive in something. Definitely. But it is, I, I, I can't stress it enough, it's so important to take yourself out of that conversation. Those little butterflies that you get in your stomach, mm. you're going to go onto a podcast uh, or, you know, it could be, it could be, could be anything really, you know, that, that moment where you recognize you're doing something that is potentially quite scary mm. should also make you feel a little bit more alive. Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like public speaking, isn't it? It's like, uh, oh yeah. Get, getting out of your comfort zone and doing that. But um, yeah, yeah, but that's that... a science, isn't it? You know, I think anyone can, you can teach anyone to be a public speaker. Well, mm. I say anyone, nearly anyone. Most people I think can be taught how to do mm. the public speaking thing. Mm. Uh, the one thing that I learned to do was to be, was to embrace the silence. You know, if you've got nothing to say, you don't say it. Uh, yeah. And when you want to make a bit more impact, take your time, really think about what you want to say and then say it. Definitely. It's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great strategy. Yeah. I, I like to, I like to take myself out of my comfort zone, but there are also days where I like to just sit on the sofa and watch the chase or, you know, something really mundane. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I quite like to, uh, to switch off every now and again, but yeah, when I'm, when I'm on it, that's what I'm trying to do essentially is to take myself out of my, out of my safe yeah. place. You got, you got to find that because um, you know, it's evolution, isn't it? And and the evolution comes from stretching our capacity and improving ourselves. It's kind of, you know, you, you can draw it to all of your previous points around like being physical. So, you know, you've got to got to stretch yourself to become to evolve and to become better and, and very yeah. much so in your business as well. And each each step can be really scary. I, and I love I love the whole concept of fear itself because yeah um and and fearlessness i've got a great book actually a great book recommendation uh, 50 cent wrote a book um and i've forgotten what it's called but it's about fearlessness about his fearlessness and about him becoming the businessman that he is and 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 what have you and how uh, obviously the tough upbringing he had um and obviously the fear and 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 being able to overcome that and just you know, it's essentially it all sort of falls back to this fear of death or fear of total humiliation or fear of being shunned from the pack or whatever it may be for your mistakes. And, um, and it's I amazing, think... isn't it? Because, you, you know, you, you um, success comes from all walks of life, all backgrounds. Mm. Um, and it, it, that, that word troubles me a little bit, you know, success, what is success? Mm. Success can be anything. Success, success yeah. for me is having a really healthy um, relationship with my girls and having a really good family a family environment that I can walk back into and I put energy into those relationships because that's that is my safe place that's where I go to be to happy as soon as I walk through the door I can put stuff down and I can be with them yep. and I can focus on it being a dad um, mm. yeah and just and just enjoy those moments taking it back to the sporting analogy Wayne Gretzky I don't really I love American sports not necessarily ice hockey but Wayne Gretzky said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take I love that um, and it's uh, powerful because it may it, that I keep going back to stuff like that I, I love a quote I do love a quote um, but he he nails it really because actually he's right if you don't take risks if you don't take it, put yourself out there you won't get that growth you won't you, you won't grow you won't learn you won't develop um, so just if that's i would say to anyone that's listening if you've got that thing in your mind if you've got that idea that you want to that you want to take and develop if you don't want to be doing what you're doing now change it don't be afraid to go and change it go and do what you want to do with your life you you only get it once <laughs> you've got an opportunity 
and and what can you possibly lose? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, f- feel your power, feel your power, yeah. and, and and go and do what you what, what what you were there to do. You know, it's um it's yeah. so important just embracing embracing that power. Love yeah. love that love that, Ricky. Um, Ricky, fantastic. We've we've gone through our half dozen things, and um, it's been absolutely incredible. You had no reason if you if you did have butterflies, you didn't show them, and it was amazing. So uh, you've done an awesome job. But again, those butterflies are just a they're, they're just a sign of preparation, aren't they? To to gear us up ready, and we've just got to embrace them. And, uh, and I, absolutely, you know, I love that. I love that, Ricky. Tell uh, the listeners about sort of where they can find you and and sort of follow your journey and that sort of thing. Yeah, so so Freight Finders is my logistics business. If you Google Freight Finders, you will find us. Um, and also Vodafone. Everyone knows Vodafone, but um, but you know locally, you can go anywhere for your for your phone these days. I think it's important that I created an experience um, in my stores. If you want that experience, I'm in Chatham. I'm in Gillingham. <laughs> um, I won't always be there, but I've got a really good team around me that will support you and look after you. So um, yeah, in, in the, I'm in the Midway area. I'm in Hempstead Valley uh, Shopping Centre, and I'm also in Pentagon Centre uh, in Chatham, uh, and I'm all over social media. So yeah, you'll you'll find me if you look for me. Ricky, top man. I really, really appreciate you joining me on today's show and I hope the listeners have really enjoyed it as well. Um, Ricky's a really, really nice guy. So uh, thank you. And if you've enjoyed it, leave us a review, share it with your friends um, and, and help us grow our listener base. So yeah, thank you very much, guys. Catch you soon. I really hope you loved today's episode and if you did please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmart. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business Flagship Partners and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.